welcome back to North London's Miss Red. Oh, barely feel like saying welcome, to be honest, after that shit show of a performance. Um, I'm pretty done right now, bro. I'll be real. I'm quite crushed with that. Uh, I thought we'd win. Um, we obviously didn't. <laughs> it's the obvious, but yeah. What are you saying? Uh, I don't really. I would rather not do this podcast. I don't want to do it. Not fine. I don't really want to talk about what I want to talk about because I just don't want to talk about anything. Um, so we'll talk. You told me what you think of Arteta. I disagree. I don't. We're not. We're not. I'm fully not having the discussion right now, though. Yeah. Because I like. I just don't want to revisit it. Like right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So um, we're going to keep this one surface level, boring, uh, sad, and depressed, and not actually talk about anything juicy. What it means? I just checked the odds. Spurs are one to twenty to get Champions League football yeah, next year. Uh, we are eleven to one and drifting. Uh, no one. They, all they need is a draw. They can part the baskets Norwich if they have to. Yeah. No one. Yeah, no yeah, one loses to Norwich. The only thing I would say, and this is like the one percent chance, right? Is the pressure's now on Tottenham. Historically, Tottenham are the biggest bottlers in English football history. So. It's not out of the realms of absolute possibility that Tottenham can still ball this. I think it's extremely unlikely. I think even if Tottenham lose to Norwich and we beat Everton, I still don't think we deserve top four after today's performance. Um, but it's not absolutely impossible. Do you know what I mean? Like Tottenham might get a red card early on. I doubt it. Um, or Norwich might just turn up for one game this season and go absolutely mad. I think it's... So I don't think that's happening. That I'd, even if we'd got a draw, it would have meant that if Tottenham drew against they had to Norwich, draw, yeah. they, but, they, sorry, they, yeah, yeah, but, but we went out and result, yeah. and lost. Well, to be it's honest, we're the fifth best team well. in the Premier League, and we've come fifth. Yeah, and I think the problem is is that like there's there were so many positive signs this season, but there's so many negative ones as well. And I think because we've been so close to Champions League, we gloss over some of the negativity, like. I think the damage was realistically done with the Palace, Brighton and Southampton results. And then I think that us getting them three unlikely results after that uh, kind of glossed over the problems that we had in our squad. I think the problems... That was were also done when our three most important players were injured at the same time. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I think that it's it's one of the things where because our squad's so thin... And um, January came back to haunt us just as we speculated. Remember, we said that's a dodgy one loading that Ainsley. That's a dodgy one letting yeah. Callum Chambers go on a free transfer for no reason. We could have done with yes. a bit of depth. I'd rather have had Callum Chambers than Cedric. I'd rather have Callum Chambers than Tavares. You know, we we lost the, the battle. Yeah, I mean, the the main thing tonight, obviously going back to that, was very very important that we had more of a squad. But I think because we were early in the Premier League, um, it, may, it made Arteta think that he could get away with having a thin squad. And obviously, in the end, it's been naive and it hasn't worked out. The thing is, as well, is that like tonight in midfield, we, we got crushed, man. Gumaresh then, is a player, and I said it in the Jacka, last one. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but Elneny and Jacker are not going to dominate a free... Uh, I don't know if Newcastle are three men in midfield. It certainly felt like they did. Um, and they... They just dominate us in midfield. I think that yeah, it was um, Longstaff, Gimaraes, and uh, Joe Linton right? in midfield. Yeah, and they actually really they put us about. And Joe Linton's playing in this new well, 
he used to be like a striker. Then he was a he's box to box now. Centre midfield now, yeah. And he he looks good there, man. I'll be real. Like he can't finish. They've got shit, energy. Like, they keep the ball. Like yeah. we couldn't take the ball off them, especially in the first half. We literally like every time we lose the ball, we wouldn't see it for like three four minutes because they just played their passes. Yeah. And then we'd come out and just like even our like forward progressive play would be like terrible. Like go behind players, in front yeah. of players, wrong waiting. Like it was just like there was no consistency. No, think- they weren't settled at all. Uh, and you can give like, to a certain extent, you can say they're a young squad and you know try out the usual yeah. stuff. But we really needed to pick it up and play like big old boys today. I think the problem is specifically in today's game was so this is straight after the obviously the horrible Tottenham result. And you can look at you know Rob Holding getting a red card and there being a dodgy penalty in that game. You can kind of be like. You can find excuses if you really want to with the team, but there was no excuse tonight. We just lost our biggest rivals 3 0. We needed to win this game. That's what, the, like, losing to Tottenham is almost acceptable. All we needed to do was win two matches of football. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, as well, it's like, like Newcastle haven't exactly been, you know, one of the best teams in the league or anything like that. On form, they, they've been decent. Well, they have been in the second half of the season. Yeah, but they've only lost to City and Liverpool. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so to an extent, yeah, but I think that, and like I said to you, um, in the last podcast if we didn't win this game we don't deserve it and we we obviously have shown today that we don't deserve it and I think I, I keep hearing I mean, if you look at our goal difference then like fair enough it was going to come to like yeah. it was going to regress to the mean or something but bro, I keep hearing I keep hearing everyone like every Arsenal fans fucking argument for Arteta right and I don't want to go into Arteta too much right because I'm not going to specifically we can do that another time. talk about him yeah yeah but everyone keeps going on about we've got such a young squad we've got such a young squad oh it's, we've got such a young squad right but, but what people don't understand is like, Arteta's oh, the reason why we've got such a young squad. He hasn't bought experience. He's bought young players. Like, do, do, do you know what I mean though? Like, I, I, I don't get this whole, oh, it's such a young squad. They're a bit naive. Oh, well, it lets you hope about years. the next year and the next of year course, and the next year. Right? Of course, we've got good young players and that's always a good thing, right? But at the same time, when you're solely relying on good young players all the time, it's it's naive. And we spoke about Aubameyang getting loaned out. And all that sort of stuff. And even you could say to an extent, like Enketia leading the line, would it have made a difference if Lacquer did because he's got a bit more experience or something like that and he's our club captain? Who knows, right? But what I'm trying to say, I keep hearing this excuse of, oh yeah, but we've got such a young squad. We're doing so well for having such a young squad. It's our choice to have a fucking young squad. And I'm sorry that it's not going with the narrative of all of Arsenal fans, but we put ourselves in that position. Arteta's put us in that position. The board have put us in that position. We could have gone out and signed some experienced players. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? I'm I'm sick of hearing, oh, it's such a young squad. It's such a young squad. It's pissing me the fuck off. This was our season to get the Champions League. We're, next season, when we're in the Europa League, unless Tottenham absolutely bottle against Norwich, which they're not going to do, right? Next season, if you're in the Europa League, we'll have way more games. We'll have to rotate way more. Unless we get about eight eight signings, we're not getting Champions League, but probably the next... At least, we're not getting Champions League next no, season. No, it's not eight signings away. But it absolutely is. A fully fit team is very is. close. We just need a striker and a midfielder. Bro, but um, you've got to take into account injuries and stuff, man. Like, you really do. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we do. So, we need, okay, so we need a better centre midfielder. We need a better nine. And we need a backup right back, left back. Yeah. I mean, we need a lot of, a lot of, a lot of extra, bro. We need, we need at least two or three strikers. We need at least one or two central midfielders. We need another centre-back 
that can challenge Gabriel and, and Gabriel and White. We've got Saliba coming need, back. We need another left. Well, yeah, but he's not going to stay, is he? I don't fancy him. He we will. need another left back. We need another right back. We ba- we basically need a person in every position as a, either starting or backup. Like we need. We've got such a thin squad, mate. I don't think you understand. No, we've got wingers. We've got uh, centre back sorted, goalie sorted. We do need uh, better midfield. We need better strikers and uh, backup fullbacks for sure. That's to me the. From what we're hearing, you know, Aaron Hickey's going to come in and be a backup left right back. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens with Tielemans or whatever, and we'll see what happens with Gabriel Jesus. But that looks like the right kind of moves. Not that I want to be positive, but it does sound like the right moves. Yeah, um, that that's it limits me a lot to this podcast because I can't talk about how I feel about Arteta. But um, you can. I just don't really want to do. I don't want to get into that right now. Yeah, I, it, it's you know, it's it's. I'm annoyed at the players and I'm annoyed at Arteta. Like I think this was our realistically only chance to get Champions League for the foreseeable, and I think we've absolutely bottled it. Um, you know, it's not. Why complete. do you think? Why do you think for the foreseeable? What do you think will be different next season? Because we're in the Europa League and we don't have a big enough squad to fight on both fronts for both of them. The only chance we've got of getting the Champions League next season is winning the Europa League, in my opinion. We're not going to improve. Well, next remember, season. Tottenham are going to be in the Champions League. Okay. Man, you will be in the Europa League or the uh, so, to- so Tottenham Conference are League. Get extra revenue and extra money. Probably go out and spend more with a world-class manager that we definitely don't have so Tottenham are going to get better than us next season Chelsea are going to have you know they're going to sell they're already above us doesn't matter they'll have no clouds over them we're not getting close to Man City and Liverpool anytime soon Man United are getting a new manager so they could really turn it around quickly enough but could they could potentially get even better I think Arteta's going to have to turn it around to be honest mate I mean I think if he has a bad start to next season he's gone in my opinion, we should be. I mean, I I think he should go right now, personally, if we don't get top four. But obviously, I know that. Even though you'd have taken fifth at the fans. beginning of the season. I wouldn't have taken fifth at the beginning of the season. Hundred percent, no. I think this is our one opportunity. We can to find get. the old podcast of us saying that. But I think when we were looking at relegation, I'd probably would, t- would have taken fifth. But that's where our tet has taken us. Where we were looking that we might get relegated, and not even just this season. The season before was the, the most realistic time when we were about 15 games in and we had like 13 points and we were like 15th or 16th in the league I mean I just think that uh, I think to an extent we have improved but I don't think we've improved as much as people think we have I think that Man United have had a disaster of a season right and they're still quite close to us West Ham they're not close to us have been in the Europa League or points wise they are West Ham have been in, you know, Europa League, um, so they've had to fight on two fronts. If they hadn't been in the Europa League, they might even have finished above us this season. I They're think like we've ten been very points fortunate. off. It, look, you know, there's warning signs. When West Ham are ten points behind be, us. Okay, but you know, there's warning signs when we're gonna we're gonna be fortunate to finish fifth. You know, because of other teams around us being so bad, and they're not gonna be that bad next season, bro. Trust me. You're even gonna have like Newcastle gonna be better next season. Leicester gonna be better next season. Realistically, we could next season we could, in theory, finish the lowest we've ever finished. I don't think Leicester are going to get better this next season when they've got their best players leaving. I don't. Yeah, the, the thing is as well. Like I don't. I think you underestimate 
the Thursday to Sunday night games. Like the, in general, for most teams, that loses you at least ten, fifteen points a season. The Thursday to Sunday night games, and we'll, I think we'll be we'll do worse next season than we've done this season. A hundred percent. I don't see us improving. I think we're going to get worse, and I think other teams are going to get better, and I think we're probably going to finish eighth again for the third time out of our first four seasons. I don't know I what to say. I, I don't know what to say. Next season, I think next season will be our test last. Okay. He's fortunate. In my Let's opinion, leave it there then. Let's leave it there. Let's honest. leave it on that cliffhanger. Are we going to do the next game? Are we going to bother? Well, if Tottenham lose and we win, we win. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, we'll all right, all right. We'll one, so there's a 1 in 20 chance that we do a podcast next week. We'll do a season roundup bro, next, next okay, week. Okay, then well, maybe I'll have become untraumatised enough to speak about it. Do you know what will probably happen? Tottenham will probably lose to Norwich and we'll probably fucking draw. We'll draw against Everton, yeah. Yeah, probably something. That's like even that. worse than like Norwich losing 5 0. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, because at least you know, like, because you. It was yeah, out of our hands. Five nil, you, you know, you couldn't have done anything at all. We could have done something better tonight, but obviously we didn't. But yeah, man, it's trash. Um, I'll touch trash. Uh, the Arsenal players are trash, and they should. The Look, most of this season they fought for the shirt and they should be proud of themselves. Tonight, pathetic. I don't I have no sympathy for Arsenal players tonight. I love the club more than anything, and I love a lot of these players, but they need to have a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror and realise how pathetic they were tonight. Every right, single one we'll of them. see you next weekend, lads. Cheers for listening, Every single one and I uh, hope you have a good evening. <laughs>